Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. Hope you guys are all having a great October so far. Man, Q4 is already amongst us and lots to do, but I hope you guys are also taking a second to just appreciate how much has happened in the last year and all of the growth and different things that you've experienced on your journey to a better you. So take a second, give yourself a pat on the back and listen in to this week's guest, Mr. or Dr. Bob Gilpatrick. So Bob was a actually super fascinating individual who I met at a recent mastermind. And when I heard the story of how him and his business partner started his his supplement and nutrition company, uh, I was actually blown away and I had to have him on the show. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background on what the company is and then what Bob, what makes Bob so amazing. So Bob and his business partner, Larry, began working on projects together when Larry was 65. At the time, Larry was in extremely poor health. He was suffering from a range of illnesses and disorders that are common with people who are older. He was on a lot of medications. He had two surgeries and was scheduled for two more. And he was just in a lot of pain and discomfort. And after Bob met Larry and they started working together, uh, Bob pretty much changed Larry's life. After two months, Larry had lost pounds of excess weight. He was full of energy and he looked significantly younger. He quit all of his meds, avoided all of his surgeries, and cut 36 years off of his biometric age, according to his life insurance provider. So as a result of that, both of them teamed up and created Boomers Forever Young, which is a nutrition company. And we've got all these links in the show notes. You can go check it out. But a nutrition company that creates the same types of supplements that Larry used to create youth back in his life. But in this episode, what I love most about Bob is we go down the rabbit hole of really looking and trying to discover different ways that everyday individuals can go and reverse their age, feel young, even if you're not young anymore, or practices to infuse more love, abundance, gratitude, healing into your life. Because, you know, at 63 years, Bob is exceptionally skilled and gifted healer. He's dedicated his entire life to mastering multiple techniques, disciplines, and skills to ensure he can help anyone who asks for it. Uh, he will change your perception of what it means to heal because in the most unimaginable situations, Bob has inspired recovery, healing, and deep inner peace. And it's it's really beautiful. We talk a lot. There's a couple examples that Bob uh, shares on this episode, everything from how he healed a PTSD suffering Vietnam veteran to a lot of the different ways we can find and heal our own childhood traumas to Bob's morning routine, which was massively really illuminating, and how you can go about taking the things that most people take for granted and leverage them to actually feel young again, to infuse your life with abundance and clarity and freedom. And how do you go about doing that when you don't feel like you can, when you're not in a situation that allows that? So Bob's Bob is proof that the human body is capable of much more than we give it credit for. So if you're ready to if you're not ready to slow down yet and you want to enjoy optimal health throughout your entire life, tune into this episode. It really will redefine what it means to age. Uh, so, anyways, guys, I hope you guys are excited about this episode. This one was really fascinating for me, and I really appreciated Bob just being such an articulate soul around the different dimensions of youth and how you can infuse youth into your life. So, hope you guys enjoy it. But if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. And leave us a review if the show has helped you. Guys, the reviews go such a long way. And subscribing just means that you're going to get each episode straight in your phone the second uh, we put them live. And I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes. And I hope you guys are really, really, really taking, again, the time to see how far you've come. 
you know, we're about to get close to our 100th episode of Stay Grounded. I think to begin the year, we were at 56 or 57. So even me, when I look back on my year, just how much has happened is just crazy for me. So make sure to take the time to take inventory and see and appreciate just all the things you've done, because I think we can get really lost in the future and we can get lost in a space that doesn't really make us feel good about all the things we have or all the things we have done. So anyways, I will leave you with that. But without further ado, here is the amazing Dr. Bob Gilpatrick. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Grounded. I hope everybody is uh, really, really, really excited for this week's guest, Mr. Bob Gilpatrick. How are you, brother? Doing really well, Raj. How about yourself? I am so well, and I'm so excited to dive down the rabbit hole with you. I know the first time we met, you just had this very like peaceful... I think we were sitting on a rooftop uh, in Sarasota. It was the first night of an event, and you just seemed to be like this elder, sort of sitting there looking at all his youngins talk and make a bunch of mistakes. And I just felt like I needed to get into your mind and into your heart. And I'm just grateful for the chance to do that. So thank you for being here. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. I'm looking forward to getting to know you much better as time goes by. Absolutely. We were talking about this a little bit before the show, but you've actually got an American flag right behind you and it's a torched American flag. And you were talking about a memory that was etched in your mind right after 9-11 and how that kind of brought back to something that was more health and wellness related. So I'd love to start there. If you could maybe start with that story and then we can weave into how you started your company and and how you sort of created this lifestyle where health and wellness is a bedrock of a very fulfilling life. Yes. Well, Torch Story Flags, which is right behind me, is from the company called Torch Stories. And these are flags that are made by veterans and they actually make them using blow torches to create the coloring and, and the yeah. whole effect. And the idea is that everyone has a torch story, which is a story that's torched in your mind. So when people get a torch story flag, the company asks them when they feel the time is right to tell a story about what the flag means to them and whether it's freedom or compassion or whatever it means to make a video and send it so that the people that are making these flags can see the stories. So for me, uh, probably related to the American flag, the most important story for me is the vast appreciation for freedom that I gained after 9-11 and at the World Trade Center. And I was in New York when the World Trade Centers came down. And there was a doctor who was in charge of a number of things related to the rescue and recovery effort. And he had asked me to come to help out at the Stuyvesant School, which was one of the closest buildings that was left standing that was being used as a center for the rescue workers. And the rescue workers were actually the people in the most danger because as it turned out, there was no one left surviving and the rescue workers were in this, these extreme conditions of toxicity and needed to be watched over as they came off of the pile with their rescue dogs into the Stuyvesant school, you know, triage center. And so I went there and helped to watch over the, mostly the men who, came in to for respite and needed to quickly hospitalize some of them as we noticed what was going on and then also to supervise the the supplies and the first aid and also watching over their dogs their rescue dogs as i did that i also was exposed to all of the toxicity the dust on the floor of the school was was three or four inches thick that contained all of the toxins from the explosions, the gypsum and the asbestos. And how that relates to my health is even today, 18 years later, I still have respiratory issues. I had a cough for seven years after the, uh, after the event that eventually went away, but now it comes back uh, periodically and can last for anywhere from a couple of weeks to up to six months. The torch story flag to me is a symbol of the 
acute need to appreciate the freedom that we have in the United States of America, freedom to do what we're doing today, Raj, to talk about all the things that are great in our lives and how it relates to this great freedom that our country offers us. I appreciate that. It's interesting you said in health and wellness, was that a defining moment in making you want to help people or did your journey to helping and being passionate about health and wellness that start earlier kind of, can you walk me through the journey of how you even became so interested in, we were talking earlier and you were, you, you were talking about a lot of different routines and processes and things that you do in your day-to-day life that are way beyond the scope of what uh, an average human being would do. So I'm just curious, where did that passion come from? Is that where it started or was there more to it? Well, the first time I remember helping somebody else and someone calling on me for help was when I was 11 years old, when I got my first phone call at my house. And it was on the old dial-up telephones back in the um, 1960s. And it was a classmate who had been told that if they were ever having a problem with anything related to relationships with their mom and dad or something at school, that they should call me to talk to me about it. And I have no idea where that came from. I must have talked to somebody prior. And then that started happening more and more. People would ask me about those types of things. So then as I got older, I went off to went off to college and majored in education and psychology and health science. Um, later on, became uh, got a master's degree in social work. And so I was always interested in helping people. But on the nutrition side, also, when I was a teenager, my dad had a PhD in plant science and was the leading plant scientist in the world. And so I worked part time as a teenager at the Agricultural Research Center that was run by Cornell University in upstate New York. And so I was I was there when they discovered pheromones, for example. And so all my life, I knew about the healing power of plants and how important plants and good nutrition were and the extensive effort that people with PhDs were going to in order to help feed the world. And so that really started my interest in nutrition. And then also, Raj, it it became heightened when I was 17 years old because I was in need of extensive nutrition after a car accident. I was actually run over by a van that was going 60 miles an hour. And it fractured my skull and my back and my neck and broke my left leg and tore out the ACL in my right knee. And I was in the hospital for a long time and in casts on both legs for quite a while after. It took me a whole year to recover. And as I was beginning to recover, I was like, I'm going to, I had lost so much weight that I really realized I had to start focusing on protein and nutrition. So I started reading the magazines and books by bodybuilders in order to be able to regain my strength so that when I was recovered, I could play sports again because I was a baseball player and a basketball player. And that was my dream to become a professional baseball player. And so that's also when I got interested again in, in, in nutrition. And then it carried through to later in life, I became a certified holistic nutritionist and When I got my master's degree in social work, I did it for a very specific reason, because I knew if I had that degree to going to that specific college, which was Rutgers, that it would lead to me securing a license to be a licensed healthcare administrator for elder care services for nursing homes and home health agencies. And so that's what I did. I spent 20 years after that running elder care service businesses as a corporate CEO. And that's when I first really learned to run businesses. And my mentors were my board members, my first administrator that I worked under, and also CPAs that were consultants to those companies were really, really great um, business mentors as well. And so as I was doing that, I also studied lots and lots of alternative medicine. And I was known as the guy that was always bringing crazy types of alternative medicine to the formal Western medicine centers. Yeah. 
and I got known as that, and I received grants to study different things in that regard and kept going to school part-time to study all different kinds of therapy while I was working as a CEO. Wow. Okay. So you've, so 9-11 was almost like a, like a after thought of just, you had, you've been spending your entire life building this passion for health and wellness in many, many ways. How has that passion evolved over time? Has it grown from you trying to learn these things out of pure interest to now wanting to help people? Is it something that you find passion in just testing on yourself? Like, where does the passion for all of this incredible knowledge sort of fuel itself now? Well, at some point, I don't remember exactly when I started to get the sense that people were going to continue to come to me for help with their health. And the people were more and more ill and needed more and more, a higher, higher level of advice. And so I always said, I need to learn as much as I possibly can so that no matter who comes to me, I can make sure that they're going to get better, whether it's me personally helping them or someone I know that I can send them to. And I always had this thing where it was like, I want to be helpful for every single person. And I don't want to have to look at someone and say, gee, you know, there isn't really anything I can do. You're probably not going to live that much longer. And so I was always seeking the information that would help create a miracle. And I never wanted to lose a client, so to speak. And so a lot of it was driven by that desire to, to be able to help the sickest of the sick people. And so even somebody, uh, we had a, a client showed up at our office in St. Petersburg who was sent to us um, by a friend. And he hobbled in in a state that was really, really terrible. He was a man who had been in the Vietnam War and was a sniper. And when he was in the war, he had to kill little children. And he had severe PTSD. And then, unfortunately, a few years earlier, he accidentally killed his own son. Oh, my gosh. And so when they brought him to see me, he was a, he was a complete mess. He had gone for a massage a year earlier, and it created this massive somato-emotional release. And his, his thymus freaked out and started attacking his body. And it consumed his pancreas and the beta cells, and he ended up becoming a full-blown diabetic. And it also was eating all of his joints. And he had arthritis all throughout his body. And when they brought him to see me, it, it was eating his brain. That was like a, a telling moment. It's like, okay, can you help this man? <laughs> right? yeah. And as it turned out, I could. We taught him how to use the emotional freedom technique to get a better balance over his, uh, his reference to his traumas and also did a technique called heart-centered therapy and craniosacral therapy for the immune system. And we were able to get his thymus to stop attacking his body. And afterwards, it was an affirmation to me. It's like, this is what you spent your life studying because there's probably nobody else in this town that he could have landed with that would have been able to help him. There are other people in the country that know these therapeutic techniques, but probably not in my neighborhood, right? And so that's really an example of the driving desire to be helpful. It's like, if a man shows up like that, who's going to help him? And if he shows up in front of me, I want to be certain that I know how to help him, which is why I studied those different types of therapies and including the healing codes that Dr. Lloyd and Dr. Johnson created. High-level spiritual healing techniques are necessary in situations like that. Why? Because there's no, there's no man or woman that can heal a person like that. It has to be with the assistance of a spiritual energy that's beyond us. It's actually part of us. It's within us. But when you can call on the energy field of healing consciousness to participate, which is something that heart-centered therapy and the healing codes allow for, then it it adds a concentration of life force energy and healing energy on upon a, a beautiful um, being like this gentleman. Oh my gosh, man. I have so, so many questions. 
I can't imagine that there's many people listening right now at this very moment that is going through that level of pain. And if there were, then please reach out to Dr. Kilpatrick. For those who are maybe not going through that level of pain, but are going through life, maybe unaware of their true full potential, what are some types of therapy or practices or routines that you recommend somebody who's just going through everyday life can easily implement to Mm -hmm. maybe... I don't know if accelerate, enhance, I don't know what the right word is, but just be more optimum in just health and happiness and joy and and emotional tranquility, I guess. There's a lot of them. So like, for example, what I do is my my morning routine starts in the evening. And um, in the evening time, I use a technique that is, uh, it's a combination of two techniques. One is called revision scissors that Neville Goddard created. And the other is tapping or the emotional freedom technique. And so the way that it works is at the end of the evening, you remember what the intentions were that you set for yourself at the beginning of the day, and you make an assessment as to how you did. So you look back on your timeline, and you're trying to identify parts of your day where you didn't accomplish your intention, whether it was your focus on tasks, or more importantly, If you have an intention for patience and compassion with everyone you come in contact with, where did you not live up to your intention? And then a revision scissor technique is where you notice what happened and then you you create in your mind what it was that you wish had happened. How do you wish you'd performed? And then as you look back on your timeline, you imagine a pair of scissors where you're snipping out that part of your timeline that you don't want and you let it dissipate into dust, into the universe. Then you bring the vision and the words of what you wish had happened and you insert it into your timeline. Mm. And then after you do that, you use the emotional freedom technique where you're going to tap on the sides of your nails on your fingertips about five times on each finger. And you repeat a phrase that would say something like this, even though I had to use the revision scissors related to some of my intentions, I completely love and accept myself. And I'm so grateful for this magical technique of tapping and revision scissors so that I can make rapid acceleration in my progress and live in complete peace. At that point, you'll cross your hands across your heart, both hands, and take a deep breath in and then as you let it out slowly drop your chin down to your chest and put your hands on your knees and sit quietly for 10 or 15 seconds and this is a complex string of spiritual and bioenergetic things that allow you to create this patch in your timeline and so the next day when you set your intentions, you're way more likely to actually achieve those without any errors or things you need to correct the next day. And so as you use this technique, your life progresses very rapidly where you're able to hold your intention and your behavior constantly all throughout the day because the revision scissors helped you to create habits using your imagination and and your technology. Can you explain why this works so well? It works because your subconscious mind doesn't know related to your timeline. It doesn't really participate in the timeline, so to speak. And so you can go back on your timeline and make corrections to it and bring it forward. And if you visualize it and you anchor it with an emotion, your subconscious mind thinks that that's what actually happened. So what you're doing is you're stacking positivity. And so you're developing a habit much faster than you could otherwise. And you also, of course, are finishing the technique with breath into your heart because you're touching your heart. So as you breathe into your heart, you're stimulating a rush of oxytocin, which will transport along a neuronal pathway from your heart to your brain. And so you now are giving gratitude for this revision and you're anchoring it with oxytocin, the molecule of love and compassion. And so now you have created a moment that fixed the error you made, allow you to have gratitude for the ability and move forward. And the very next day, your subconscious mind thinks, 
that that's what you actually did. And so now it's a habit. It's like, oh, that's what we're going to do again. Because the next morning you set your intention again to always be compassionate, to focus on your tasks and don't drift away from your life path and your purpose and why you're here, what you're here to accomplish. And whenever you anchor something with love and compassion, it creates this anchor that makes it feel really good. Because it feels so good, you want to do it again the next day. And when you're shooting gratitude in this process, you're activating the the, the uh, metabolic pathway that goes from your heart muscle, right? The, you have about 40,000 neurons in your heart muscle, and they are vibrating and communicating via heart rate variability. They're communicating to your amygdala, and your amygdala is a seat that does numerous things, but in the, in the deep center of it, there are cells that are a seat of identifying emotional issues and helping you decide whether or not everything is okay. And if you believe everything is okay, the amygdala sends that signal to the prefrontal cortex via the hippocampus that gives it a boost. And then that in turn sends a signal to your heart muscle that everything is okay and your heart beat changes as a result. And you get more variability and the more variability you have, the better the signal that lands in your amygdala. And this is the this is what the um, HeartMath um, Institute discovered, and what their inner balance device helps facilitate. Part of the morning routine that I do includes that HeartMath device while I'm doing my meditation, which I do in front of a computer screen that's playing a mind movie that I created, which is my morning meditation that is also narrated by Mary Morrissey, who's a really wonderful spiritual teacher. So I have her voice with her guided imagery with all my own selected pictures to go with it. And as I watch that mind movie, I'm using the biofeedback device that clips to my earlobe and is synced to the app on my phone. And I can tell how well I'm doing in regard to that metabolic pathway that includes the amygdala as I'm watching my mind movie. Because if my mind drifts away off the mind movie into anything remotely associated to negative, the mandala on my cell phone changes from green to blue and maybe even to red if I start to think about something negative. And so over time, you're training that pathway, that metabolic pathway, to constantly be in a state of gratitude and constantly sending a signal to yourself, hey, everything is okay. And that's the opposite of anxiety. And most people in the U.S. only spend about 5% of their day being of the belief that everything is okay. The other 95%, they're under some type of anxiety. And so this routine is a surefire way to change that 5% of vibration in your amygdala to 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, with the goal being to always be in a state of mind where you believe everything is okay. I can see how this can repattern your your energy, your your subconscious beliefs over time. Does this replace the need to actually go out there and maybe face old trauma or face old stories and beliefs that might be causing patterns in your life? Or is there an actual purpose to doing both separately? There's a purpose to doing both separately. Old patterns that are deep-seated in your subconscious are going to remain there and they'll still have an effect on what's going on with your amygdala because things will trigger it, right? So if you had a traumatic event, whether you were in the war or you were a child and something happens that creates a synesthesia or a reminder, it is going to trigger that gestalt and it can affect your behavior in that moment. It can make an event that you should be able to say, hey, everything is okay, but it gets triggered by that, that ancient <laughs> event and, the, and it triggers a gestalt, which fires off a uh, source of anger or sadness or something like that. So being able to go back to childhood traumas or adult traumas in adulthood and resolving those specifically 
in a different way with a different um, technique is extremely valuable. So things like EMDR and ART therapies, Ericksonian hypnosis with NLP, that those types of things are extremely valuable. Yeah. All right. So you have your evening routine and your morning routine. Are those the only two routines you follow? Do you routinely look for so I find this, I, I do this in my own life. Like I'm constantly looking for like old beliefs, old patterns, old traumas to squash. I feel like I'm a bit of a trauma hunter in some ways. Like, and I don't know if that's healthy. Is there a balance to actually pursuing and looking for a lot of these things in your life to like, are you ever actually free from a lot of these old patterns and beliefs or, or is it just kind of one of those things where you live to accept, forgive, love and just be in compassion while these different stories and beliefs show up in your life. There's a point that comes where you've resolved enough of them that it doesn't have any perceptible effect on your life. But whether or not you can resolve every one, I, I don't know about that. There may be some that you've buried so deeply that you can't. There may be something that actually happened to you in a past life. Something may have happened to you in the womb when you were one year old and you can't remember anything about it. And so there, there are those types of things you might not be able to recall and resolve. And you can see like a child in the womb, if they're doing a, a sonogram and there's a very loud noise, that child will contract in the womb. Okay. And especially if there's an argument between mom and dad <laughs> or any type of discordant energy, you can see it in the child in the womb. So mm. they actually are born with bioenergetic, you know, epigenetic imprints that can carry through into their life. Oh my gosh. That is such, uh, I didn't even think about that. You're right. There's so many environmental forces that can create these things. And the thought that I can go and find all of them is, Maybe a bit naive yeah. right now. <laughs> well, you probably can find an, most of them and you can find the ones that are most important and you'll get to the point where you'll very infrequently be triggered by something that's a, a past trauma. I mean, it's always good to stand guard at the door of your mind and know if an event occurs, if all of a sudden you have this unexplained overreaction to it, that's a very good time to sit quietly and try to see if you can figure out on your own why that happened. And yeah. if you can't, talk to somebody about it, especially a good therapist, because they'll say, well, there's a protocol whereby if this type of thing happens in your childhood, and then this happens as an adult, this is what's really going on. And here's how, here's the best way to resolve it. Right? Yeah. You don't want to give up or think that you're spending too much time doing it. It's just like toxicity in your body from, you know, external toxins. So if people are exposed to tire dust and you're exposed to, you know, pesticides and car fumes, and those are always being absorbed by your body, you want to make sure that you get all those toxins out, but also know that they're always going to be there and you have to get them out every day. You have to have a routine that allows you to detoxify every day so that you're 99.9% .9 toxin free all the time. Right? Yeah. It's the same thing with emotional traumas or energy cysts that will lodge in your body from emotional traumas. You want to always stand guard to make sure you're not allowing a new one to come in or to have an old one have another layer stacked upon it. That's the gestalt that makes it worse and worse and worse if you don't deal with the original source of, of that toxin. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I think for me, as I've grown my companies, it's uh, become pretty obvious that I'm usually the only one getting in the way of any type of growth. And the most sort of upswing I've had is being able to find these patterns, reprogram them, or not even reprogram them, maybe accept them and just become aware of them so that I can move forward in a productive manner. So I think that's why I'm, I'm intrigued by this because it, it, for me, it's just led to some of the most valuable and profound personal growth and momentum-based strides I've been able to make in the past several years, just being able to find these old patterns and reprogram them. Oh yeah, Absolutely. There's other things you can do too. So part of the uh, my morning routine, number one, what I try to do every morning is when I sit up in bed, I 
try to remember to imagine how I felt when I was a child on Christmas morning. On Christmas morning, it was a very exciting time looking forward to what was about to happen, right? And so you were going to be going downstairs and there'd be these this great celebration, right? And so if you can feel a little bit like that when you wake up in the morning, this is Christmas morning and there's going to be great gifts, the great gift of my life and the great gifts that are going to occur during the day, some that will be bestowed upon me and others I'll bestow upon each other, right? Giving gifts at Christmas time. And that's mm-hmm. a really good state of mind to get into. But then the other thing that I always do is at that time, I turn on my PEMF mat. So I have a mat that lies under my mattress pad that gives off pulsed electromagnetic fields. And I turn that on and I and I lie on it for eight minutes, right? And so I turn it on and let it get ready to go. And at that point, I get up and go turn on the hot water for my coffee. Because coffee is a huge part of my morning routine. And so then I'll go back and lie for eight minutes on my PEMF mat, which mimics the the electromagnetic pulses of the core of the earth, which increases your circulation dramatically. And especially at 63 years old, my circulation is nowhere near what it was when I was 20, except now lying on this mat, it is. It restores you back to the circulation of a 20-year-old. And so then as I make my coffee, I make bulletproof coffee in my blender with grass-fed butter and MCT oil. And then I drink that coffee while I'm watching my mind movie and yeah. doing doing my device. But then later, I also turn on a light. I have a full floor-to-ceiling near-infrared lighting system mm-hmm. that gives you the light from the sun without the ultraviolet. And then as you stand for 10 minutes on each side in front of that light, And that light lands on the photoreceptors on your mitochondria. It helps give you energy. But most of your energy anyway comes from photons. And if you can stand right in front of a a light source that has the exact light that you need, you're, you're much more energetic during the day and it helps with all aspects of your health. So this is all part of my morning routine. But then in addition to that, there's three specific exercises I do. The first one is called picking grapes, and it's a psychocalisthenic or a bioenergetic exercise. And it involves a sequence of movements that ends with you reaching your hand as high as you can. And imagine you're picking grapes from something that's really high up on the vine. And you do it with both hands as you're breathing. And this is signifying to the universe how high it is you're willing to reach and stretch today in order to receive the blessings that are there for you. The second exercise goes with it, and it's called arm circles, and it's a sequence of moving your arms in really big circles in a, in a motion and then going back the other direction on in a breathing sequence, and this is really good exercise, especially if you do it with squats. But it also is signaling the universe that the size of the blessings you are ready to receive. And the bigger the arm circles, the larger the blessing you will receive. I love just the awareness and the and the acknowledgement of so many different fields of medicine and from so many different parts of the world that you just happen to all blend together. You know, and I, and I want to transition really, I, I could here, listen, probably have to have you back here, Bob. I, I just need to hear you talk about your morning routines in, in definite detail. But I want to kind of bring all this back to your company and how yes. you helped Larry. And I, I don't even want to tell the story because I kind of want to hear you say it. I mean, and it makes sense now with all of these different modalities that you're tapping into. Can you talk a little bit about how you you met Larry, how you started your company and just some of the incredible things that um, have happened since. Well, just before I met Larry, I had been asked by one of my nephews if I would help a colleague of his who was no longer able to come to work and had actually been sent home to die by his doctors. He was bleeding to death from his intestines. 
and they couldn't save him. And he said, hey, you know, could you go over to his house and see what you can do? And so I did. And make a long story short, he's still alive nine years later. And he's back at work full time and he's almost 70 years old now. And so it was kind of, I had just moved to Florida at that point and I was kind of retiring, but I was asked to help someone. And the next thing you know, now I I have to help another person, another person. And I was kind of back into helping be a healer. And then when I met Larry, I had actually gone to his business to help him with a computer project at the request of one of my friends. And Larry was what the Brits call crumbly. His health was was grumbling. And he was 65 and he was on 11 medications. And he had just had two surgeries and was scheduled for two more. And I just asked him one day, hey, would you like me to try to help you with some of your health issues? And so the first thing we did was we fixed his feet, which had gone flat and we had caused his knees to bow out and it was making his back hurt and this and that. And then we started working on his nutrition. And I had known a lot of world-renowned nutritionists um, prior to this, including Dr. Labo, who created the Health Freedom Alliance and many other um, physicians and nutritionists like that. And I knew where the best products in the world were. And so I started helping Larry do this and it started working. He ended up losing about 65 pounds of fat. He gained 15 or 20 pounds of muscle and he tripled his strength working out at the gym and he got off all 11 of his medications and he got off of, he didn't have his other two surgeries. He's now, he's going to be 74 at Christmas time. And he recently went for blood work for a new life insurance policy. And the life insurance industry, they're the ones that know the most about people's health and wellness, because they have to know how long somebody might live. Right. And they have all these biomarkers that they don't tell anybody else about. But we know what those are, right? including C-reactive protein and homocysteine and things like that. And so when they came back to Larry with his report for his life insurance policy, they gave it to his agent who came to our office and said, hey, there's good news. You received superior preferred status for your life insurance, which is the best status you can get with the lowest premium, right? And they said, but there's a mistake on the application. It says he was born in 1945, but this looks to us like a 33-year-old man. Holy sh- <laughs> And so he's now 74 going on 33. (laughs) And this is not anything that I invented. It's many nutritional experts that invented these new space age type um, products that are available to the general public. Our company came about when Larry said, Bob, why don't we help other people do this and make a business out of it? And so we gathered together the best products in the world, reformulated some of them, and developed relationships with these top scientists to entrust us to be their distributor, which is a a really hard thing to do because we have one product that is so strong. It's made from sprouted barley seeds, and it's 400 times the strength of regular green drink. And you can only take it in tiny amounts when you first start, or, or you could literally kill yourself with an overdose. And so our company had to prove ourselves capable of distributing this product so no one would get hurt. And we actually had to pass an exam with this scientist in Canada that was growing this particular crop. And once he trusted us, he let us start distributing a little at a time. He would send us enough for 15 people for one month at a time to see how we did. And eventually now we import it by the ton and supply it to thousands and thousands of people. And so that was one of the products that Larry was able to take. Um, And we pieced that together for him. And we did start the company that was um, in 2011. And now many thousands of customers later and filling up a, a good sized building with employees that do consults over the phone for people that call in with their goals for their health. And they reach us on the phone and we help them get them products from our company as well as from other companies to help them get to where they want to go with their nutritional status. Wow, man, that is just like, I think when I read that story on your site, I I didn't believe it. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, I, I was just like, what, what, this, it can't be right. So I just needed to hear from you. Wow, yeah, yeah. that is phenomenal. So can you just share, because I, I just love this. Uh, can you share where if listeners wanted to learn more about these products or even get in touch with yeah. you, like how do they go about oh, yeah, doing sure. that? Well, we have a call center, of course. It's more of a consultation center. <laughs> you know, you're not calling in like to a call center. You're getting a person that's been working with me and trained by me to help you with whatever you have going on. And the phone number is 727-443-2500. And so we're right on Central Avenue in St. Petersburg, Florida. People can come to the building at 5401 Central Avenue. And we have conference rooms. You can come in and meet with us, see us. And we have our own fulfillment center. So we distribute the product out of our building. And the, we have a special parking spot for the mailman, and we fill up his truck with packages every day at the end of the day when he comes to see us. What if somebody wanted to learn more from you? We have a website, supernutracomplete.com. Supernutracomplete is one of our products that has 70 nutrients in it. It's an unbelievable product that we put together with those sprouted barley seeds. And on Supernutracomplete, you can go there and read about all the products and certainly our phone number's there too. If you have a question, you can call us. And if you decide you want to try something, Raj, we have a promo code for them to get a discount. And if they oh, put in, okay. yeah, if they put in a promo code Raj, when they <laughs> go right. there, they'll there are a lot of Rajs in the world, man. Don't put that out there. <laughs> That's all right. We'll figure it out. We actually talk to almost every customer that gets things for us because we call them every month to check in on them to see how they're doing to make sure they're okay. And so we'll know which Raj they came from and then we'll say, hey, you heard us on the podcast, right? (laughs) Fair enough. No, I love it. Well, Bob, I I think I mentioned this earlier. I just felt, even when we first met, I just felt this massive amount of wisdom and I had this gut feeling. And and now that we're sitting here, I just, I'm very, so very grateful that I got a chance to sort of listen to some of the stories, some of the wisdom and just the wealth of knowledge that you've accumulated over the years and, and all the people you've helped. Uh, so I just want to take a moment to just say thank you for being just an awesome human being with a big heart that just came very willing to share and open up about all these amazing practices that I know are going to help a lot of people. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. Absolutely. Well, I got one last question for you, Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the midst of your life, everything you're working on now and all the people you're helping, how do you stay grounded? The way that I stay grounded is with another technique that I call head circles. And this is going to sound funny because it sounds like the opposite of grounded. But with the technique, we call it the ultimate mind calming exercise. So when people are not grounded, it's usually because their mind is racing in some funny direction, right? Mm -hmm. But if you want to go into a state of no mind instantly without having to meditate for 20 years with the monks in the cave... You can do a head circle where you take a a breath in and rotate your head in a circle to the top. And while you breathe out, rotate it to the bottom and then slowly shake your head from side to side. This is signaling the universe that you're letting go of your head. And then as you cross your hands on your heart and breathe in, you're entering your heart. And then when you when you breathe out, you're in a state of no mind. It, it works instantaneously the first time you do it. You go to a state of no mind. And so what I do is I then ask myself a question, which is, who is this that's doing these head circles? And then I sit until I have the feeling of my higher self. I've elevated my state of awareness to the next layer of consciousness. And then I'll do another head circle. And when I'm done, I'll say, who is this that's asking who is this that's doing these head circles? And then you do another one. Who is this that's asking who is this that's asking who is this that's doing these head circles? And what happens is you elevate the ladder of consciousness in, into God consciousness. And this is, this is a new type of stack. You're stacking your awareness and you're bifurcating it each time into higher levels of consciousness. And so you begin to get the sense that you actually are a living manifestation of God with the power of creation that's in you, a limitless power of creation. 
and that there is no more sacred expression of isness than for you to present the world the multidimensional aspects of yourself, which are anchored in love deeper and deeper as you ascend. But you can walk around with many dimensional layers of you with consciousness in them and then present that to the world. So you're creating this paradise of your own choosing. Because in that state of awareness, you can create your own paradise. And so as you've created your own paradise, you then really feel that and then live it out. And then that's what you share with the universe is that note. You're creating your own unique note that's playing in the orchestra of the universe. And so you get to purposely tune that note by ascending layers of consciousness in expressing your highest state of isness to the universe. And then as you do that, your life becomes grounded because you're grounded in higher consciousness. Instead of trying to ground yourself in the sand, I ground myself by ascending. I felt that so much. I think the reason I'm resonating a lot with everything you're saying is because what's felt right for me in many ways is when, when I go from my head and drop into my heart, and I've heard you say that multiple times is drop into love and compassion and gratitude and all of that. It just wells me up in my heart. I just, I love the return to that basic, that basic fundamental truth. When you're in your head, just drop into your heart. I just, I, I love that. So Bob, I am so grateful again. Thank you so much for spending the time to be here with us and for sharing your expertise and your knowledge and your love and wisdom um, with all of the listeners and myself. I really do appreciate that. Thank you, Raj. Thanks for creating this amazing platform where people are free to express themselves like this. You're amazing. No, thank you. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. But everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your new friend, Bob. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.